Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here, I hope you're well. One of the biggest issues with becoming a coach or a consultant is that it could apply to so many people in so many ways. We know that those questions, those skills can help so many people, but you know what? We can't. And if we try to, we end up overwhelming our audience or becoming so vague that people really can't understand what we do and they can't see if it's for them. So join us today because you can't sell to everyone. So let's see what we can do instead. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Hello, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. So have you heard the phrase, if you try to sell to everyone, you sell to no one? We kind of know that we should have a niche and that we should be able to introduce ourselves, etc., etc. But, you know, so many times it's really easy when you're feeling insecure about your message or about your market that you're tempted to kind of allow the lines to blur out and go, this can apply to anyone in business. I can help anyone with this, with my coaching, etc. Because you can see so many routes to market, it could actually go in and different people it could help. But the problem is, you actually can't sell to everyone. So stop it. That's our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to Anka because you were laughing when I said that. So stop it. Stop it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I think the question people are probably sitting there, yeah, like, so how do I actually stop it? You know, I think the why stopping it is, I think the easiest way to really grasp it, like really get it beyond the, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, is to think about, you know, I always love it. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Asian food, right? So and if I come along and there's this Asian restaurant, you know, we have... We have sushi, we have Chinese food, we do Malaysian, we do this. And I'm like, oh, oh, you know, they've probably got some, some Chinese people who try to whack together everything, right? So now, on the other hand, I'm imagining over here, you know, there is the teppanyaki bar, Ooh, right? So it's like, where am I going to go? Right? So I'm going to go to the specialist. I'm going to like, this is where there's going to be, this is for me, like, this is specific for me i think at the end of the day people will always ask is this for me and are you any good at what you're doing are you the person i want to work with who can give me what i want so if i see somebody who tries to be everything for everybody it's like oh you know immediately i have my doubts whether you really have the the competence that i'm looking for and i think the biggest piece to that the biggest challenge with it is that Whatever you're going to say is going to be so watery, right? Because, well, you can't 
speak to anybody? Like what examples or what stories are are you going to tell? What examples are you going to use to illustrate a point, right? That's why it's always like when you have somebody very specific in mind, you can tell stories where they go, oh, my God, you can read my mind. How the hell do you do it? Right, because you can be very specific and that kind of catches people attention, people's attention. And the question of is this for me is an easy yes. Like Whereas like if you have to say something that's valid to everybody, like what you can say really gets limited and so yeah, nobody's going to respond. I think that I, I was just laughing in my own head as you were talking. Uh, if we took some of the examples that we end up finding from coaches and consultants online, like, you know, your thing can help everybody. Um, and we apply it to, should we say, like, as if the outside world, you know, like offline is the real world for a moment. Like, it's just like, it's like going to, it's like going to the specialist because you've got a knee problem. And he goes, do you know what? I dabble in a bit of brain surgery on the on the side. Do you know what I mean? And I've read a bit. I've you know, and actually, I started doing a couple of modules when I was at medical school, but then I dropped it because I wanted to go into knees. And you and, and it says, I think you could have a problem with your brain. Sure, you know, should we schedule for surgery? Because I don't want to lose your business. So let me have a go at that. You know, because you know, it's th- th- there's a lot of things that we can just kind of learn as we go, isn't there? And actually, you kind of go, you can imagine the horror, isn't it? It's like, you are not practicing on my brain. You know, you're not, you know, you're not. See, that's the thing, you know. Are you, can I trust you to help me, right? And I think the answer will, if I get the sense like, oh, my God, you know, you probably, yeah, You, if you pretend to do 10 different Asian cuisines, I don't really trust you any good at making sushi, right? right? So you may be, that's the thing. It doesn't mean you can't be. It's just the perception. And I think there's this fear that like there won't be, if I go narrow, there isn't enough, there there aren't going to be enough people, right? And I'm, well, actually, every single person who I've ever spoken to who has narrowed down has said, well, actually, it's the opposite, Mm. you know, because people can hear you. And so you find people come out of the woodworks, you know, that you never, so the moment you wash, but I've even had people wash down, like, oh, I only work with women, but actually, well, men can be helped as well, right? So it's like, you already have a huge group, like you're already kind of talking about 50% of the population. There's no need to open it up anymore, right? So it's just, I think it's a fear reaction, right? If you think there's not going to be enough people and, oh my God, you know, I don't want to, what about the other people I can help? You know, I think nobody is helped if nobody, if you can't help anybody because you can't sell your service to anyone, then nobody is helped. So there's, there's two things that come out of that for me is, and we've had people say, I've had people say this to me, is like, number one, they don't want to get bored or pigeonholed. Like, you know, becoming an actor on a soap, you know, like in the UK, like EastEnders or something, you must have this, you know, a different equivalent. And they don't want to be pigeonholed, as it were, as that actor. But they've had 20 years of acting career out of playing that part, if necessary. But um, So people don't want to be pigeonholed. And I think they imagine that they're going to be bored because they're quite creative characters. You know, so can you speak to that, first of all? Yes. Oh, I relate to that. Totally relate to that. <laughs> and there's two pieces that have helped me look through that or get through that. And one was... Um, a guy called Matt Johnson, who's written a book and got podcasts and whatever, it's called Micro Famous. So he basically argues to narrow down, like super narrow, like micro famous, right? And he said something when I had him on the podcast, he said, well, 
and you scratch your creative itch by going deep. Ooh. And I was like, oh. So now all of a sudden this becomes interesting because, yes, you know, I remember a conversation with a colleague where we all of a sudden discovered that we both were dressmakers and we geeked out over buttonhole stitching <laughs> techniques. Like, you know, nobody, like, and we could, you know, like, yes, you get super creative when you're actually in the depth of something. And I remembered from the programming days, you can go about like some programming pattern and you can geek out about stuff in the depth of the code there. So there is definitely, I think, to get bored, it's like, oh, well, no, there is so much. If you go deep, there is so much room to be creative. So that's number one. And number two is that, don't forget, you get to define the parameters of what that niche is. It doesn't have to be demographically hooked onto something. It doesn't have to be, oh, women in their 40s or men with whatever, right? It doesn't have to be that. You know, you can hook it on the problem you solve. You can hook it on uh, whatever stage in, in their life they're at. You can hook it on a million things so that you can find you can find something that's very specific. So people go, oh, I kind of like, oh, well, that makes sense. And it still has a lot of room for you to play. So the the, the challenge is almost like, or the, the, the task is, well, why don't you get creative, right? I think what you need is people to know like, oh my God, this is for me. You need them to be able to recognize that quickly or send, oh, you should talk to my sister-in-law, right? So that's the reaction you're looking for. Right? But it can be still within whatever the parameters are. You know, there can be plenty of room to play, right? So you want to be create, get create, see how you can get creative in defining. And let your, me, yeah, let your, me dive niche. into like what that looks like in practical terms of creative. And I love that about going deep because as soon this is what tends to happen is as soon as you realize you've started to kind of narrow down. You say you work with specific people in a specific way, you know and you kind of attach that to your core truth, you'll probably realise that you're suddenly in rooms and you're not necessarily right in front of your potential ideal client. Now you've got a choice. What do you do? Try and sell to them by just bleeding out and going wide and trying to make those people your client because they're right in front of you. Or getting better at how to ask for connections and where to go and how you can find more spaces in your industry and what's going on and go deeper into your visibility strategy and into how you can find your way into more of these audiences um, and take that self-development journey that's actually going to make you um, more respected, more credible within the right realms, within the right people. But it, it, it goes straight to the heart of a visibility strategy for me because it's kind of like, okay, so I'm not in front of them. Uh, or I'm in front of people that could know them, who could know them. And, uh, you know, my, my mentor, uh, Donald, he used to work with a really top US, he was like the pinnacle, named Jay Abrahams. And he's like the pinnacle daddy of kind of like selling and marketing in the US for, for many, many years. And you know what? He had a really simple approach when he had all of his team around the table and they were looking for more market share, you know, to find their people. He had, he had like four words and he would just say it over and over again. And it was like, who else? 
And what else? <laughs> like, and and this idea is like, there's a book, isn't there? And I and I'm I'm going to misquote it because I don't know what it is, but it's something along the lines of, don't ask how, ask who. Don't ask how to do something or what to do. Ask, you know, ask yourself who do I need to ask in order to do this further? I think that's the thing that starts to help you to collaborate more, to um, uh, speak about what you do better, because now you've got to get very, as you say, creative in collaborating, connecting, communicating, so that you can go deep into the area that you are. Um, And I think the why bit simply does come then, once you've gone deep, once you've got reputation, once you've got clients, once you've got this thing really rolling, then the actual reach area or the autumn or the bigger part of that becomes on just how you reach more people, not the fact that you're just trying to do it so that you can get there faster without having to do anything and you can kind of sell to everyone because this thing is like almost like savior of humanity. Like I need to get this out into the world and it can help everyone. So I need to help everyone. So your modality could be incredibly helpful to everyone, you know, help everyone. But odds are not everyone's going to gel with it, resonate it, see a need for it, or even feel that there's a priority for it, or even have access to it, or even be interested in it. So I think the, the case is it just takes us away from that saviour complex, that when we do have a, fear, a real passion or a core that we want to get out into the world to realise, actually, who is it of value to right now? Who is it of value to right now? That normally helps me to start to shape actually where I'm planting my feet um you know any thoughts any last thoughts Anka I think the piece that pops to mind for me is that coming at connecting with people from this angle of well who do you know you know is like it it actually makes connecting so much easier because you don't come with that hidden agenda. Let me see what I can try sell something to you right so it's actually a lot more genuine it makes it a lot more a lot easier because you never know like i've had so many examples you know and there's this wonderful ted talk by barbara sher who says like isolation is the dream Mm. color not your attitude Mm. and she has millions of examples of how when you speak out what you're creating all of a sudden people go oh you should talk to so-and-so right (laughs) so people other people will connect you with resources and people that get you you know to move forward so that's really where you want to go and that's a lot more fun and there's kind of no pressure in there so i think the piece you need to work towards is to be able to tell people who you're looking for so they go oh you should talk to my sister right so that they don't go well i don't know who this like you know you want them to think of a person then you know you've got something yeah Yeah, just to let go of the subtle evangelist inside of us when we've got something that works for us um that we suddenly feel as if it has to work for everybody there's a subtle pride to that because there are genuine people i think that 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 need to serve everybody, that need to sell to anybody comes from fear or it comes from pride. It comes from either a sense of arrogance that everybody should have this and, and there's no there's nothing else that is going to work for anybody else and that's not true. Or that it comes from a sense of insecurity that if I don't try and get, you know, sort of, I'll, I'll never get the business going or I'll never get the right type of clients. So watch those two ditches this week when you think about, you know, 
your your pitch or your message or that elevator pitch, that introduction bit or what you're saying about yourself, just watch it because you can't sell to everybody. There's 6 billion plus of them and you can't service 6 billion people. Let's face it. So let's find the people that you really can service that you're going to make a difference to that are going to give you great testimonials that's going to build your reputation and make getting more business even easier. Until next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.